Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. This week's message from our mixtape series, Move. is exciting. It's a little 90s overload right there, right? I don't know if you guys remember the dancing baby. Anybody remember the dancing baby? That was like the first internet sensation. Oh man, take me back to dial up. No, nobody ever says that. No, we're going to have fun today. I, I've got a few songs that I want to share with you. If you uh, were here last week, you know what we're up to. But I just, just to get everybody on the same page, the whole point of this mixtape series is this, that uh, I was challenged, not challenged, it's not really a challenge, but I, I heard a quote uh, a couple weeks back that said this. It said that uh, a song is the greatest time machine. And so I, I agree with that 100% because there are so many songs that I have in my mind that probably should not be there, but they're there. And, um, but they take me back. They take me to a certain place and time in my life. I can, I can think of certain times where I, I, there was a song that was popular and that is literally all I listened to, or there were songs that, that helped me through a certain time. But the whole point of this mixtape series is, is basically this, that mixtapes, whenever we put it together a mixtape or a CD of music that we downloaded off of LimeWire or whatever, whatever you did, I don't know if you did any of that, but I, I certainly did. Um, and then the government started knocking on my door saying, son, what are you doing? But um, uh, we put together our best mixtape of songs that we enjoyed for different occasions, whether that was a road trip or maybe it was uh, for you know a significant other of songs that, that you want to do. I remember one time for my girlfriend, she was going to California, so I put a whole mixtape of California songs together for her to kind of uh, make it fun. I don't know if you guys were any you know lame like I was, but but I did that. I did I did do that. Um, so that's the whole idea. So there's a collection of some of the best songs that kind of got us moving. And so what we want to do is I want to just highlight a couple songs and then from the theme of what those songs meant to me or maybe what they might mean to you um, is the theme for the day. But the idea is that we're gonna pull apart some scripture that is popular scripture that that we really could take a look at and it's a mixtape of just different scriptures that have really moved the local church since the very beginning. So it's it's a similar thing. It's it's a little bit of a stretch, but we're gonna have fun with it regardless, okay? So, but uh, today I want to talk to you about the idea of fear, the idea of fear. Does anybody have a fear? Are you guys scared of anything? As my kids would say, are you a, a, a scared? Are you a scared of anything? And, uh, and so fear, we all have fears. We all have doubts. We have fears. We have different things that might hold us back and, and uh, different struggles. And, 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 um, and so that's really kind of the idea. And I, I think that if we can look at God's word, there are different ways that we can overcome different fears that we might have. And so that's, that's what we're going to do. And so I, I thought about, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought about times when I was scared or, or fearful of different scenarios of different circumstances and different things that were going on. And, um, and I thought, first of all, I thought of, uh, of something that I'm, I'm afraid of. Um, and I didn't really used to say that I was scared of, 
of a certain animal that does not have legs and slithers around, but I am, I'm actually pretty terrified of snakes. Uh, anybody else just, you know, not deal with them? Listen, I grew up in the, the boonies, the, the boondocks, the, the, the cow town um, where there's more cows than people, and I had plenty of people that I grew up with that like, you know, they, oh, that's a snake? Yeah, here you go. You know, they'd pick it up, and that's no big deal. You know, that, and then like, that's it. But like, like a couple years ago, um, I, I was, I was, we, don't, please don't judge me and, and even think that, that like, you know, you'll, you understand. I, I carried, I had my daughter, my, she's four years old now, but I had my daughter and she was, you know, dads that, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm symbolizing the, uh, the carrying of the baby in the baby carriage. That's how you carried it. You know, you pick it up and I was walking out of the house and, um, and I, I put it in the car, click into the car. And I came back to, to, to help my wife and my son out to the van and as my as I walked my way back to the house, there was a snake in the um, in the in the in the walkway right by my door, right. And I I jumped back, and I'm like, uh, what do I do here? This is terrifying. Uh, and I'm not the good old boy who will pick it up and just do whatever. And Danil started walking out of the house at the exact same time that I noticed it. And I said, Hey, Danil, careful! There's a snake. And she did the opposite of what I thought she would do. Um, she didn't run back into the house. She ran towards the snake and like hurtled it like Jackie joined a cursey and, and, and that scared the snake and the snake slithered right into the house because the door was wide open. And I, I'm like, you better go get it. You let it in the house. I'm just kidding. So, so I, I, I walk in and I'm like, okay, where did, and I, and like, as I walked in, I saw the, like the back tail of it slither under the couch. Right. And I thought, oh, okay, it's under the couch. It's fine. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Uh, no, not really. But like in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to crawl up into the innards of the couch and it's just going to be a mess. Like where, and so immediately I start flinging all the, the you know, furniture everywhere. Every, I mean like everything you should see, it looked like a hurricane came through the house just, just the house. And there was, there was furniture scattered everywhere. And I got the snake cornered into the corner of the house, furthest from the door. And, and so we like built, like, we, we, like it stayed there. And I'm like with a broom and it's like, you know, it's snapping at me. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, I'm, I'm terrified. And so it's in the corner of, this, of the house. And like, so we, we kind of like create like a barricade. Uh, and here's why I say don't judge me. Meanwhile, my, my baby's in the car, right? Like the doors are open. It's fine. I think the car was on. But like, you know, we, we, we're taking care of ourselves first, okay? It's like the airplane. You got to take care of yourself then, you know. So, um, so then there's a barricade of like towels and all kinds of stuff leading to the front door. And I said, all right, we ready? <laughs> and, and Danil and, and, and Davis were on the stairs, terrified, um, because obviously I was terrified, so I didn't like make it any better. And, and I get the broom and I'm like hockey pucking the thing out and I, I get it out the door and it finally I'm like, get out of here, you know? And then I'm like, ah, I told that snake, what's up, you know? I was terrified though. And, and it, it was a disaster. I took a picture of, of the house. I don't have it with me, but the ha- it was a wreck. I, I mean, I just destroyed the house and it's because of the fear of snakes that I have. So I wanna ask you today, what are you afraid of? I, I don't, I'm sure there's something that you're afraid of. Um, yeah, just snakes. I'm like, I'm like uh, what is it, Indiana Jones that was terrified of snakes, right? Snakes, yeah. everything else I'm good with. But, um, but, but I wanted to think about this idea of fear and, and I, I played athletics growing up and so a lot of times when you go to a, uh, even a stadium you know, uh, to see a football game or a basketball game, they're always playing music and the music's always upbeat. It is, it is music to kind of 
get the adrenaline going a little bit. And so, uh, and, and the reason is because it's trying to get that adrenaline going. It's trying to overcome the fear that you might have. And I heard a, a famous football player uh, once say that, that um, you know, people always say, are you scared to play the game of, uh, of football? And, and he would, you know, usually it's the, the bravado of the football players would say, no, I'm not scared, you know. But this guy would say, he's a Hall of Famer. He would say, um, you know, if I wasn't scared every single game, then, then, then I needed to quit. Because like every single game, to be able to go out there and do what I needed to do, uh, it, was, it was a thing that, that really kind of, the fear of, of, of what the unknown really kind of made, charged me. And, but the idea of this is, is we were playing songs, we played songs growing up, and, and they play songs in stadiums to this day. And the idea is to just get them energized and excited about the game. So I started thinking about different songs for me that maybe we listened to back in the day. Um, waiting for the football games to go, and, and they'd play over the loudspeakers at the stadium. Uh, they play loudspeakers at stadiums now, and different songs that really kind of just like, I don't know if you, I didn't, I don't, first of all, I don't like Lowrider, the song, so I don't have it, but if you've ever seen Gone in 60 Seconds with, uh, with Nicolas Cage, and he's, you know, they, like they're about to go steal all the cars, and like he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, and they play Lowrider, and then like he, then he gets ready to go. That's the, that's the whole point. The whole purpose is, is what will get you out of that fear. So th- this song here, was one that we played before football game. It's called We Ready. I feel the master. And this, this one right here. Like, all, like you can just see the. The whole football team was in, like just ready to go. Like after that song, like, like it didn't even, like we went 0 oh, and, you know, 10, you know. But, um, but, but we were ready. Hey, pregame, we, we had it. We were lit on pregame. So, but I, I was thinking about different songs too. And, and I always loved this song. This song kind of gets the energy flowing a little bit. You guys know this one? And so I tried picking songs for this morning that like, you know immediately, if you know the song, you know immediately what the song is right when it first starts. So depending on what generation you are, when you hear some of these songs, you know what they are and they bring a little bit of an energy level to you, depending on, you know what I'm saying? Like there's just different ones. I see you nodding the head, all right? There's just different songs that they bring a certain energy and it transfers and it helps you overcome certain things. It starts with how many? It starts with one. All right, it so. Starts. So. There's just different, this one here, this one was major, major before football games. Like this was like, you wanna see a bunch of seven, you know, 15, 16 year old kids just get crazy in a locker room. You play this song. Along with this one, they play this at major stadiums all around the NFL. You guys, you guys get my drift, right? There's, and then there's this one. This is the classic of, of people that are about my age right here. This is like the anthem right here. They're like, so anyway, that's the idea. The whole idea is this, that, that there are certain things, there are certain, there are certain, he's got his light on back there. Um, but there are certain things that really kind of just get us going, right? Like right now, I can, I can even almost feel the energy. There's certain energy that can transfer from songs. And, uh, and there's different ways that we can take that and, and, and overcome fear. And, and you, you can be pumped up from something like that and really uh, just be challenged and inspired. And so that's the whole idea. Uh, not all of our fears are, are snakes. I mean, we all have different things that kind of set us back and maybe hold us back. And for me, definitely, it would be snakes. But there are certain things that are like tangible day-to-day things that we sometimes are afraid of. And those are the things that I want to approach today with God's word. So if we can move past the songs that I just 
played and, and, and maybe just pray for a minute and then allow the Lord to, to do what he's gonna do in this space today. Can we do that? Let's just do that. Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for your word this morning. Lord, I pray that you would challenge us in some way, short, shape, or form to learn more about you, to be challenged by uh, who you are, what you did, and what you, um, what you mean to us and the love that you have shared for us. And Lord, I pray that we would uh, just get to know you a little bit better today. Lord, that if, if we know you as Savior, that we would, we would grow more as a result of your word today. And Lord, if we don't know you as Savior, that we would come to know you as the living God, the one that, who cares for us, who would die for us, who would just love us to no end, just be able to experience what that love is today, Lord. I pray that they, that would happen today. And Lord, we're just, we just pray for your, your Holy Spirit to just do something amazing in this space today, whether it is something that's gonna happen today or it's the seed that is planted that will start to grow and be um, fruitful many years from now. Lord, I pray that that would happen here right now because we know that you can do it. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. So like I said, not all fears are of different snakes or animals or different things like that. Sometimes we have day-to-day -day fears. Uh, we have fears of people. We have fears of the unknown. Uh, we have fears of just being rejected. We have fears of people, and that's a, that's a, that's a big thing. And, and, and let me ask you this. <clears throat> what would you think the opposite of fear is? You can shout it out. What, what would you think the opposite of fear is? Courage. I heard confidence. That's the word that I wrote down. Courage and confidence, very similar, right? So the opposite, look, for, the, for all intents and purposes of today, the opposite of fear would be confidence, right? If we could have confidence in the fact that that snake's not gonna harm me, then I'm not gonna be scared of it. If I can have confidence that these people are not gonna hurt me or confidence in the fact that I don't care what they think, then, then that's not gonna bother me. I don't have to have fear in that. If I have confidence in my Lord, my Savior, in my God, then I don't have to walk through life being afraid of the things that I, I am typically afraid of. And that's, that's what I wanna challenge you with here today from God's word. So if we lack confidence, it holds us back from saying yes and, to God and experiencing all that he has for us. So in 1 John, this is really what I wanna, I wanna uh, touch on. This is really kind of the verse for the day. Uh, 1 John 4, 18 says this, that there is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear. Because fear involves punishment. So then the, the one who fears has not reached perfection in love. And listen, we're not gonna reach perfection in our own, but when we reach perfection in love, it means that we have trusted our, 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 our lives in Christ because Christ loved us. So he loved us so much that he gave, us, he gave his life for us. So in love, we can find perfection through Christ. That's the only way we can ever reach perfection in this life. We don't reach perfection on our own. We reach perfection through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So for us to find this perfect love, we have to understand that it comes from Jesus. It comes from our Savior. So to understand that this perfect love, Jesus' love for us, it can and will drive out all fear if we continually go to him with our fears and give them to him. I mean, sometimes we try to combat and battle our own thing. We try to put on a little Metallica or we put a little ACDC on and we can get, overcome that fear for that moment and get that adrenaline rush going. But like the football player said, if I wasn't scared every single Sunday, then I needed to give up. So no matter what he did to prepare himself to get going, the next time around, it was, it, he was fearful again and had to go through the same scenario. But the more prepared we are, like a football player can be, 
the more prepared we are to, to face the fears that we have, the more confidence we do have. So, so today, no matter what fear it is that you have, you can't overcome that fear on your own. Perfect love will drive out, will cast out that fear. And that perfect love is only found through Christ. So, so quit trying to overcome the fear on your own and give it to him. And, and, and I know that's maybe not necessarily something that's super practical, but, but the best way that we can do that is by simply saying, Lord, I, I'm scared of what people think. I'm terrified. I'm terrified of so-and-so and what she thinks or what he thinks. Lord, I, I pray that I, I'm not fearful of, of what he or she thinks. Can you help me overcome that? Can you give me the confidence to overcome that? And sometimes just a simple prayer will be able to help. And the more time you spend with the Lord in prayer about certain things, the more confidence you get. And the more experience that we get in prayer, the more experience that we get through, through serving and through being a part of, of just experiencing life together and being encouraged by other people, the more experience of things that we uh, accumulate that have to do with the Lord, I'm telling you, you'll gain more confidence. Again, the opposite of fear to be able to overcome some of the things that we might be experiencing as fear. So perfect love, there is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love draws out or drives out all fear. So I have four things, four fears that stop us from saying yes to Jesus, stop us from saying yes to God and what he might do in our life. And these are very, very common things. Hopefully it's practical for you today so that you would be able to say, you know what? I'm one of those four. I'm four of those four. I'm two of those four. Here's, here's some things that we could talk about to be able to, um, to attack it and then be able to give it to the Lord. The first one I have for you is experiencing new. Experiencing new, meaning this, that we are fearful and scared of experiencing new things, being a part of something new. I can speak to that very personal because just even starting a church, first of all, starting a church is very, it's very scaring, scary, scaring, I don't know. It, it, I, it is a very fearful thing. There are times where I wake up and I'm thinking, what in the world, how in the world is this even happening we started six months ago, and I can't believe where we are now, but there are times where I wake up and I can't, I just don't even know, like I don't know how God chose me to do this, and it is, it's, it's, it's a new experience, not only starting a church, but being the lead pastor. There's so much new, and we can be terrified of it, or we can charge after it. We can rage against the machines and be a charging bull, bulls on, what is it, bulls on parade? We can be full attacking and go after it, and Personally, my personality is, you know what? I'll let you take that. That's, you know, that's your bad. I'll let you. I'm terrified. There, there are times where I sit back and I, I, I don't, I, I would rather not. You know, personally, just being able to speak to somebody, talk to somebody that I don't know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. So to stand on the stage and talk into a microphone uh, for a while, that took me a while to overcome that fear. But in, in Christ, I know that I can do all things as, 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 as Philippians 4.13 says. So, and what that means is it doesn't mean that I can just go do anything I want because it's what I want. It's in Christ. In Christ, I believe that I can do all things. So I'm standing before you today to, to say, that, listen, 10 years ago, I would have never imagined anything like this would have ever happened in my life. But it is, and it's only because of what Jesus is doing in my life, and it's because I've surrendered certain things to him, and he's doing something with it. And that's a daily battle for me. To be able to do that every single day, I can't do it, so I have to give it to him. And it, that's, a, that's a true thing. So experience, experiencing new things. 
And James 4, 13 through 17 says that, that basically life is a vapor. It's a very famous verse. It's a, it's a mixtape verse that we're going to throw at you today. But basically, it's simple as, as it sounds, is that, that, that this, this life that we get to experience, you know, when you open up the shower door after a shower, the steam just billows out, right? But it's not there five minutes later. And that's how this life is. We get to experience something in just a blip of a moment, Sitting here is even the, the tiniest of a blip of a moment. So what we do with our life, it really is just a vapor. It's gonna be here and it's gonna be done before we know it. And so to, to turn down the opportunity to experience new things that could potentially be in Christ, we're missing out if we don't say yes to him. Basically, the litmus test should be, is it sinful? Will it hurt others? And if, if it's a reason that you're saying no is because you're afraid that you're gonna fail, you might be facing an opportunity that may be perfect in love. There's a great opportunity for you. So, so when you approach something and you think, well, is it sinful? Am I gonna hurt somebody else? And then if the answer is no and you think that God is, is leading you to something, then, then do it, just do it. There have been times in my life where I've said yes to something that I was terrified of doing, but I knew that it would be fun or it would be good for me. And that is one of the most rewarding times in my life. I, I was a very uh, inward, just not wanting to do outward things. But I kept saying yes to certain things that were really taking me out of my comfort zone. And that's where I was really challenged to do some amazing things. And now it's easier for me to say yes. If I wouldn't have done all those little things back in the day, I don't know if I would have said yes to, to planning a church because I'd have been too afraid to do it. That's just truth. But because of me saying yes to some of the smaller things in my past uh, and experiencing new things and, and understanding and, and just being able to gain that confidence, I was, be able, I was able to say yes to, to some greater things that God was throwing my way. Intimacy with God grows as we trust in him with the unknown. And every time we say yes to something, it's really us just basically saying, yes, God, I trust you. I trust you with this. And often we forget that when opportunities come our way, we're responsible, uh, we're responsible for the effort, but God is responsible for the results. And 1 Corinthians 3, 7 through 9 says, says that same thing. We have it, I think we have it for the screen here. And it, and, um, it says that, it, let me, I'll read it here. It says that, um, so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Now the one planting is the one watering uh, the, the, and the one watering are one in purpose, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. And the idea basically is, 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 is just, you know, we're responsible for putting in the effort, but God's gonna do what he's going to do, and, he's, and only he's gonna be able to do what only he's able to do. A very simple quote that I heard a long time ago is, I'm gonna do what I can do, and God's gonna do what only he can do. And if you really believe that and you, and you place that trust and that confidence in him, he's gonna do some amazing things in your life. So number two, saying the wrong thing or looking silly. We're, we're fearful of saying the wrong thing and we're fearful of looking silly. That's, a, that's everybody, right? Like we don't wanna say the wrong thing. Like I don't wanna say something that people are gonna laugh at. I want them to laugh with me, not laugh at me. You know what I'm saying? And so we're afraid of failing. We're afraid of looking dumb but we can have confidence in it. Fearing what other people think stops us from so much, right? Being able to have that one conversation with somebody that we know would be impactful in their life, from stopping them to say something. My mom had a, had a problem with, with drinking too much alcohol for a long time. I was afraid to tell her. I was afraid to talk to her about it because I didn't know what she would think. I didn't know what she would say. 
I didn't know how she would respond. And that held me back for so long. But if we have these conversations, if we talk to people, and it may not be something so impactful like, like that, but it could be just our day-to-day interactions with people and we're afraid to even invite somebody to church. I've got, I've got invite cards to Anchor Church in my Bible. And maybe we're afraid to just even hand this card out to somebody to invite them to Anchor Church. But God can do something so much bigger. And it's not about, um, about how we look because <laughs> we care so much about what people think and it stops us. Joining, joining the crew and serving on Sunday mornings, maybe you think, I don't know what that's gonna look like. I don't know how it is or I don't want, I don't want people to think that, that you know, I don't know what I'm doing or whatever. We, wanna wel- we welcome you to help out. We welcome you to be a part of what we're doing. This is, this is team, this is family. At 9.45, we get together every, every Sunday and we, I, I, nobody else, I sing, we are family. We are family. Like people laugh, but listen, I don't care what they I don't care what most people think, but I, lo- I love that because I truly believe that we are family here at Anchor Church and that this is a fun place to be a part and grow with one another. And we welcome you to be a part of the crew to come help set up and be a part of the family with us. And so what does it look like to say yes to being a part of the crew on a Sunday morning or inviting a neighbor to, the church, to church or reaching out to somebody that's even in need? Sometimes we see people that are in need and we don't say anything and we know that we should but we're afraid of what they might think because you know, we're trying to offer out some charity or whatever. What if they think I'm weird? I don't know them well enough. What are they gonna say? When we have confidence of what God thinks in us, it's easier not to care what people will think about us. In Hebrews 13, 6 and Psalm 56, 11, they all characterize the idea of how much God loves us. He loves us so much. And so if we have a better understanding of how much God loves us, then it won't matter what, what we do to other people how, or what we say and, and maybe even look silly to other people. Or maybe even somebody, a lot of times we're afraid of, of people even just even getting mad about, about what we might have to say in regards to church or in regards to Jesus. But Jesus even said himself that they don't hate you, they hate me. So whatever it is that they say to you, realize that it's not to you, it's to me. And that's on them. So no matter what you say and what you share with people, if they take that in a negative way, that's not on you. That's on, that, that's on them and how they feel towards Jesus. And we could pray about that. And we could pray that their, their heart would be, would be um, not hard anymore. But you don't have to fear about that because God loves you. He really does care about you. And he wants you. And he, he's standing there next to you to protect you. No weapon formed against man shall prosper. Jesus says that the Bible says that he doesn't want anything to prosper against you. That he's going to be standing there with you. That he's in the fight with you. I want you to hear that today. I want you to be challenged by that today. That no matter what anybody throws your way, know that God loves you. You might have a terrible, terrible week at work where just nothing seems like it's going your way. Know that God loves you. And what you're going through, whether it's work-related, school-related, relationship-related, he cares about you and he loves you. And when you have the confidence in knowing that your Savior and your God loves you as much as he does, then it won't matter what people think. And it won't matter if you feel like you're going to look silly. He cares about you. And he's not ashamed of you. He's not embarrassed by you. He loves you deeply. And he put it all on the line to have a relationship with you. He cares for you. The number three thing is this. We fear when the plan changes or we lose control. Any control freaks out there? Any control freaks? 
Anybody? I glared at my wife really hard just then. I don't know if anybody caught that. Did you catch it? Okay, I'm sorry. But we love to have control. No matter what your personality is, we love to have control in certain things in our life because it's all about us. In reality, everything, it revolves around us. If you've been at Anchor Church, at least this year, the whole, the whole year, I've been saying, listen, make John 3.30 every single day be your prayer, that it would be less about you and more about him. He must increase, but I must decrease. If we approach this year and we approach this life in the sense that we're gonna allow God to grow in our life and I'm gonna allow myself to just take a step back, if we just simply do that, which is not very simple, but if we, if we make that our prayer, to like let that be a daily thing for us, we will go leaps and bounds individually and we will go leaps and bounds as a church. So we love to have control. We love to be, be planners and we love to plan things out. We love to have the perfect life planned out. Maybe we did that when we were in, in high school. We said, I'm gonna have this, 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 and this. And it's gonna be all planned out. It's gonna be great. And sometimes we actually think that we have those controls and we have that plan and we're able to do it, but then all of a sudden it just slips away from us. And we feel like that perfect control, that perfect plan that I had is no longer in place. But as hard as it, I try to control my environment or you try to control your environment, the truth is that the only person that controls everything is Jesus. It is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature that, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. That's Hebrews 1.3. It's all in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole, this, that's why I don't sing. But, but the, 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 the song is simple, the principle is simple, but, but like, let that sink in for a second, that he's in control. So no matter what you're going through, what pain you have in your life, understand that he has control. And when you, like it flips the, the, the script a little bit in your mind. Like even when you're going through something that you feel like is just the absolute worst, know that you have a God that loves you, who cares for you, and that he's on your side, and there's something even bigger. And there's a statement that we love to say at Anchor Church, and it's simply this, that the, the best is yet to come. And we might be going through hell on earth, but in Christ, in a relationship with him, we will not experience hell in eternity we get to experience something so much better. So when we say that the best is yet to come, this life and this world, it may be the worst thing that we ever experience in our eternal life. Because once we have a relationship with him and we experience what will come after we pass, is something far greater than anything that we can ever imagine that happens here on, as we're walking on earth. And I want, that to un- I want you to understand that today, that even in your worst, there is something so much better that's coming. That's the promise that we have from Jesus. That's why we do what we do because every single Sunday when we get together and we welcome the Holy Spirit to be here and we talk about Jesus, we celebrate his resurrection, we talk about the amazing things that he's done, we know that we've got something so much better yet to come. That we might have the best life. We think that everything is great and everything's going on good. The, the best thing is that the best is yet to come. And that no matter what you're going through, and it might be the worst week that you've ever experienced in your life, this happened, this happened, this happened, it's the worst country music song that you've ever experienced in your life, just happened to you, understand that the best is yet to come. Because Jesus loves you, he cares about you, and he wants so much more for you, and the best is yet to come when it comes to eternity. So no matter what you do, what you plan, what you try to put together, understand that the whole world is in his hands, and you can experience so much greater things in him. And the fourth and final thing is this, that when um, the fear is when we have to trust someone, 
right? Opening up and sharing our life story with somebody. What are they going to think when I tell them this? I've got some juicy stuff. You ready to hear this? Typically, that's not how we are. But when we open up, sometimes we're fearful of just sharing our lives with people. Sometimes we just are fearful of just placing any type of trust in anybody. We can't trust them to do this or this. I know that they're gonna fail me. People have failed me all my life. I can't trust anybody to do anything. We're fearful of it. The scariest part of letting someone into our lives and giving them access to our hearts uh, is, is simply that, just being able to give them everything that we have, to be able to open up and share our world with them. What if they use that uh, against me? What if they use my words against me? What if they laugh at me? What if they think that I'm dumb because of, of, of what I shared with them? And the only way that we can overcome the fear of being known is to experience fully being known and fully being loved. And that is who the character and the love of Christ is. This is what happens when we have a relationship with God. 1 John 4, 19. This is just the, the following verse after what we started out with this morning. And it says that we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. We get to experience the love of God, that he loves us no matter what. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.